You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel way from the offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Rachel. And I'm Alexa. And today we wanted to switch things up and we wanted to talk about dating our spouses and we're just going to talk about basically you know the ways we invest time into our husbands our significant others and um, date them even after being with them for quite some time so that'll be cool (laughs) so to start I think it'd actually be really cool to start with saying like how long we've been together with our significant other Um, Alexa you go first because I have to count so you go while I count Oh, no. (laughs) So we have been together eight years. Um, Married or together? Both. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because, well, we met. We got married three months later. um, And I keep track because our son is a year younger than our marriage. So he's seven. So we've been married eight years. Cool. And Luke and I will have been together for seven years at the end of this month because we started dating a few days after his birthday his 25th 26th birthday and um we have been married for four so i just thought that would be interesting to start with because dating like dating before marriage is it's a thing and then marriage is a thing in itself and that kind of gives just some view into you know how long we've been with our partners. That way you can see what it looks like now, basically. I hope that, did that make any well, sense what I just said? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it did. And I think too, you guys, um, you guys like talking with you, you guys are super big on like taking time for each other. And I think that's something that Layla and I had to learn and had to you know, figure out what worked for us because we didn't have that dating period. So I think you guys were already set on like, well, this is what dating looks like for us. And then that's how we're going to equate it into our marriage. And so I think that that's super relevant. Yes. Well, that's, that's what, that was actually kind of my point, but I just had a hard time saying it. So Luke and I uh, dated for a few years before we were married, but we got engaged after dating for six months and we were engaged for like a year and a half, two years ish. I don't remember exactly. Let's say a year for argument's sake. Um, But we were long distance that entire time. We were together for a month of dating and then long distance the rest of the time until we were married. So all we could do was talk. So our foundation is entirely built in communication and just like getting to know each other not like doing fun stuff necessarily except for like we did fun stuff when we saw each other but you guys had a shorter dating period jumped right into marriage which is like pretty hardcore and (laughs) you had to you didn't start like our situation is unique because we had we had to only talk and you guys got to like do stuff and then learn to talk Yeah. Well, and then we started having kids right away too. So, um, cause I got pregnant, I think it was like three months after we got married. So that's really soon. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was like three months later. So, um, that's a whole thing in itself. Yeah. 
a lot of people thought that I got I got pregnant and that's why we were getting married so quickly but no that's not the case (laughs) a lot of people think that about people especially like military spouses like a lot of military people get married like really fast and they're like are you pregnant it's like no I mean obviously that wasn't the case for Luke and I because otherwise yeah we waited a really long time to get married but uh, yeah okay yeah so many different factors but yeah it um, when did you guys start having kids? We, okay, we had a grand plan to wait three years into our marriage, and then I got pregnant before we were even married for a year. So cl- almost a year, I got pregnant with Roland in July, and then our anniversary is in September. So June, July, August, September. So all, just about okay. a year into our marriage. Yeah, so you guys had like just a longer dating period in general. So. Yes, and that, it's yeah. like, that stunk because he was like never home because of his job, but... Um, Um, we'd never got, we'd never been together. We were always long distance. And then we were just like pumped to be in the same state as each other. So, um, but I think it was like valuable information to preface with that. Like our back kind of a little bit of our backstories that way, when we go into it, you guys can get like a peek into how that factors into things now. And also I think it'll be extra interesting because no marriage is the same. Like every personality is very different. Every relationship works very differently with one another and so I think that's also going to be interesting to see like the dynamics between different relationships yeah cool all right did you want to jump into the first topic sure okay so um the biggest thing at least for I think everybody honestly I was going to say for us but for everybody honestly is taking like intentional time when you're together with no phone so I have a hard time because I work predominantly via social media that I get pulled into my phone a lot. So Luke will be talking to me. I'll have, let's say I'm already checking Instagram to see if I have any messages. Then Luke starts talking to me. Excuse me. He's not thinking like, oh, she's doing something important. And I'm like, oh, I got a message. So I click into the message and then I'm not listening to him. I'm reading this message. And then he's trying to connect with me via via talking to me and I'm not absorbing the information then he can see that and then I have to be like sorry I'm just checking this message and he's like oh okay I'll wait and it's just like you you think that would be like okay like he's cool to wait but honestly no the second he started talking to me I should have made my eyes meet his I shouldn't have been like well there's a message this stranger really need to ask me this question and they need an answer immediately no my husband's trying to connect with me I need to chill out a little with that like weird instinctual like need to check a notification and I need to meet my husband's eyes put down my phone for a second and be present for him so um I struggle with that like literally every day almost but that's why it's so important to be together with no distractions and especially like not out world outside of your home distractions and then also um inside of your home distractions too yeah (sighs) Yeah. And you guys are so good at this. It's like, sometimes I'll text Rachel and she'll be like, I'm hanging out with Luke right now, so I'll get back to you later. <laughs> um, and I, but you're so good at that, you know? Um, for me, it's a little harder. And then even on dates, we found it to be difficult to like be off our phones, even on dates sometimes. Um, and it was just like a couple years back when we kind of solidified no we're going to make sure that we stay off of our phones when we're sitting in front of each other at a table. Yes, and you know? I have I have a trick to that because Luke made me 
have a trick. <laughs> so because I'm the one who's bad with the phone, um, when we go on dates, I don't bring my phone at all. Like I, if I bring it, I leave it in no. the car and then whoever's with the kids, they know if you need to get a hold of us, text Luke. And then Luke will turn his phone on do not disturb, but then make whoever a favorite. So if they call or text, only that will come through. So no notifications yeah. whatsoever other than whoever's watching our children. And I don't have a phone because I have a trigger finger with a phone. I just, it's like um, an addict, like yeah. an addiction. <laughs> so, so no. Yeah. And you told me about the do not disturb. You're like, Hey, I do this. And I was like, well, I think that's extreme. I really did. When you told me, I was like, eh, but then the next day I kind of set it up and it's actually really saved me even from like, cause usually I get about four spam calls a day. Yeah. And to have it on do not disturb, like even during our homeschooling hours, no one can reach me. Um, well, certain people can, but no one can reach me, um, and I'm not looking at my phone. Like, I'm just, like, not distracted, and I, I thought that was, like, so good. I have it on all the time. So, basically, people call me, and it's, like, my phone's off. <laughs> no, I do that, too, and then I just tell people, like, the trick on how to get through to me if there's someone who I talk to frequently, like my mom, like you know, other people, like Luke knows. So, like, if you really need to get through to me, this is how you do, and um, yeah. other than that then you probably didn't need to get through to me that bad. <laughs> right, right. So I think it's just, it's, ugh. it saves you from like the culture of like having to always be on for everybody. It's like, no, like what about when you used to only be on when you were at work, but now we all work from our home or from our phone. So we always have to be on. Right. And it's like, no, I'll be on when I set my hours to be on and that's it. So I think that's great. Yeah. So, yeah. So my... The one that I, like the little note that I put on was, um, was a mini vacation with our spouses. And I put that on because my husband and I just had a little, it was a two night little mini vacation. We left the kids with my parents and I never do this. Like I hate leaving the kids with anybody. I hate inconveniencing people. I hate just asking for people to watch my kids. You know, I just... I, I, and I feel like half the time when we're on, when we're on our dates, we are just talking about our kids anyway. So I don't want to pay for a babysitter to do that. And so it's been really nice that my parents are an hour away so that we can have dates without feeling, you know, the pressure of, oh, well, what's happening with the babysitter? Does the babysitter want to go home? Um, kind of thing. And, you know, our kids are a lot of energy, too. So it's nice that my parents, it's um, two of them, and then my older sister. There's three people watching three kids. I think that that's pretty good for my wild children. But anyway, I just have never gotten into the whole mini vacation thing. And I know Rachel has always talked about it. And I'm like, I know, but that's just a long time to be away from the kids. Well, we just did it for a work trip. Leo had to go up north for work, and he's like, why don't you come with me? And I just determined, like, I'm not going to spoil it. Like, I'm not going to be on my phone the whole time. I'm not going to talk about the kids the whole time. Like, we are going to just have fun. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was so nice. Like, when I 
And he would ask me, he's like, how are the kids? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for my parents to text me. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if my parents, if my parents updated me, that's great. But I wasn't going to like ruin our vibe. Yes. I was going to just act like we didn't have kids. Yep. That's you know? like, so I was good. Not worry yep. about them. Yep. Yeah. And that made a huge, huge difference, um, which is actually, it's so hard to do. But now that my kids are a little older, um, my, yeah, my youngest is four now. So it is a little, it's getting easier to do that and not worry. But yeah, we just like, so the first thing we did was we went to the commissary and we bought a bunch of junk food, like food that we're like, we'll never let the kids eat any of this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and we bought it all and then we ate it, like half of it. And we got really sick that night. It was really great. Um, and we, but, and then we just watched shows and we, you know, we ate. Like, we went out to dinner, and we just, I don't know, we just did things that we can't do with the kids around. Like, we watched shows that we wouldn't be able to watch as a family. Yeah. I, ever since having kids, like, my kids became my prior my priority, okay? Like, I liked my kids more than I liked my husband. And it wasn't, and that was just kind of where my priorities lied, Um my kids needed me more than my husband needed me and that's kind of how my brain saw it and how my heart saw it and like I'm I'm just obsessed with my children so I finally like after this mini vacation I left this vacation feeling like wow I didn't even want to leave the vacation I like my husband more than I like my kids. (laughs) Yay oh see and when she said that that made me so happy because I I'm obsessed with my husband. I've always been obsessed with Luke since the day I met him. I will always be obsessed with him till the day I die. And I always have said that. Like, so Alexa said, like, I will text her and be like, sorry, I'm hanging out with Luke. Like, pretty much anyone who's close to me knows, like, me being like, okay, Luke's home from work. Like, when I'm on the phone with my mom, I'm like, okay, Luke's home. She knows that means I'm not, I'm done talking to you because I want to hang out with Luke. And a lot of the time people think that's, like, really weird. And that's because we spent zero time together before we were married. So any time with him now is like catching up on that in my mind. But I also see it a lot where people have babies and they invest so much into their babies, which you should. You have to. But I don't think there's like anything more important for your kids. And this is coming from someone who has like divorced parents times a billion. So... I don't think there's anything more important important for your kids than to see like you and your husband love each other and flirt and communicate and be happy with one another so that they can grow up seeing what a marriage is supposed to look like. Um, and I think yeah. being a child of divorce makes that really important to me. <laughs> so I've, I just yeah. think like, I love, I loved hearing that. I think that's the best thing ever. I know you love Lail. I know you married him for a reason. And so when she said that, I thought that was great because it's just, you know, happy parents make a happy family. I mean, in my opinion, because once you're so happy together, then it comes easier to work together to do stuff for the kids and that kind of thing. So I loved that. I was so excited. Yeah. And I think that that's what it was because Lael and I have been always super like family oriented, like with each other. So it's not like we go out and hang out with other people or like when he comes home from work, like we're hanging out somewhere else or we're not hanging out together. Like we always have always hung out. Together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys are very big. Even, like, family like after people. we got married. Yeah. So like when you say, oh, Luke's home, I'm going to hang out with Luke. Like that's not not normal for me. 
Um, because when Lael gets home, I do try to, you know, get off the phone. Like, I try to get off the talking part of my phone. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm like, Lael's home. My attention needs to be more on Lael. So it's not foreign to me to, like, put my attention the, into the family. But it's the feeling part of it. And like you said, once you, like, feel that and you feel, like, happy with each other, uh, it, it does come easier to show that happiness and like in front of your children and like work better together. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to say that you guys like don't hang out. I know you guys hang out and we, I think we both collectively do that. Like, okay, our husbands are home. We got to get off the phone because I, I think it's just respectful. Like if I'm ever talking to someone and their husband gets home, I'm like, okay, I'll talk to you later because in my mind it's like, okay, you have your time talking to me. Now you need to be with your spouse especially because that was sometimes yes. like an issue in my family where like sometimes friends were put above a spouse and that's really bad in my opinion, <laughs> very detrimental. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I just went like, like you said, it's the, it's a feeling. And I know that sounds like mushy and weird, but that feelings matter. <laughs> like love no, is a choice, but love is also sometimes a feeling, you know? And I just think that's nice. (laughs) I just think it's nice. Well, right. Well, and that's why I'm just, yeah, that's why. No, and I don't think that you meant like, oh, well, Alexa doesn't, you know, like hanging out with herself. (laughs) Um, That's not what I felt you said. I was just trying to make sure that everyone saw the distinction that it's like, where do you want to be? And that feeling um, that it does make a difference. And you need to work at your marriage really hard to get there like if you're not constantly work really hard yeah constantly to get back there because it's possible to get back there because I think that there there's kind of a a space in our marriage where I was like well I don't know if we're ever going to get back there if this is just what married life is you know eight years in we're comfortable with each other and this is just what marriage is you know and so it is possible to get those feelings back was all I was saying, you know. Yes, yeah. I get it. I get it. And I'm I also think a lot of people make the mistake of like being like, okay, we're comfortable now. It's boring. And I actually like yeah. Luke always says things to me because I'll be like, what about this? Like, isn't that like boring that like you know okay like for example we'll never have a first kiss again okay and I asked him this like a few weeks ago I was like does it bother you that like we've already kissed we'll never have a first kiss we'll never feel how we felt when we were first dating and it was like all like he touched my arm my arms on fire you know what I mean and he's (laughs) he is just he's so good at talking through this stuff with me because his perspective is very different than mine maybe it's because he's old maybe it's because he's a type one I don't know but he was like isn't it he's like there's so much more beauty and like like joy in the comfort of being knowing someone being fully known by someone being vulnerable and okay with it and like no like it's not like okay that was like I touched him now she's on now he's on fire it's like I know exactly how he likes to be touched because I've been with him for a billion years you know or yeah. I can like you know, fart in front of him and he, it's, I'm not embarrassed or, you know, stuff like that where it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's, he just kind of reminded me that the best part of marriage is the knowing, like the know being known, 
like being known by someone you love is the best part and being loved by someone who fully knows you. So as long as you keep always working on everything, even though you get comfortable, the, the work never stops. And then you just get to continue to grow and be fully known by someone that you get to spend forever with. And that's so nice. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't know if it, like you said, it's a type one thing or not. I think girls, <laughs> I think girls watch way too many chick flicks. Yeah. And they kind of expect those magical feelings and him to say the perfect thing at the right time. And we get kind of sucked into like, like magical fake feelings that aren't like, that's not what love is. You know, that's just what happens when you're attracted to stuff. Yeah. And I actually would like, I don't know if I should even talk about this on the podcast or not. Um, but I, I, well, I was just going to say like, I dated some before I met Luke and Luke is the, like the true love of my life and he always will be. It's a love I've never experienced otherwise, but yeah, I don't think Luke was like the most passionate partner that I've had, like ex- passionate experience, like the yeah. romance movies, like, you know, like in the rain, you love them and you can't be, yes. part, you know, whatever. Yes. I feel like I experienced that with a different person slightly and, but I didn't ever truly love them. It was like very passionate. Yes. But that wasn't true love. That was only emotion. And so that's why when people are always searching for this spark, okay, I want, I'm done with my spouse now because there's no more spark. It's like, that's not love. You're searching for a feeling and the feeling isn't love because love is a choice. And yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. not that I've never kissed Luke in the rain because I totally have and it was wonderful, but it's just, yeah. if, if Luke was my passion love, Versus like my true one love, we wouldn't be together anymore because we're not, I just don't think you're meant to end up with someone where it feels like that because that's fake. <laughs> like yeah. to me, that's not real. I don't know. Well, and I, and I had something like that with someone that I loved, but, and I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I had something like that with someone that I did actually love, but I looked into our future and just the way, um, like he wasn't a Christian. And so I made the smart choice for me to be like, well, what is my family culture going to look like? What is, what are my kids, how are my kids going to be growing up? Um, that's not what I want. I would rather make a smarter decision over this, like, passionate decision any day and I'm so thankful like eight years later that I made the decision that I made yeah um you know even though sometimes you're like oh well you know you kind of go back to that chick flick feeling but still it's it's all like you said love is a choice and also making sure that what you know the the atmosphere that your kids are growing up in, the life that you want. My life would be so horrible. Like thinking now, like my life would just not be what it is today. And I'm just super thankful that. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, you may make the choice yes. that you made. You no, know? I think it's so funny that you say that because I was doing that recently too, because my, the person, the other person I w- I'm talking about, I literally dated them for six months. So like no time at all. But 
they're yeah. married now too and I just kind of can see their life like what they've chosen to do with their life and I'm like girlfriend you were dumb number one and number two you're so lucky yeah I'm so lucky that I'm with Luke and that I found Luke and that I ended up waiting for him because it's just like your life my life could be a whole different life and I am so sad to imagine a life that's not my life to be my life so yeah God knows what he's doing obviously well yeah yeah and I think I don't know if we'll keep all this in but the grass isn't greener on the other side Uh -uh. ladies like that one person that like gives you all those passionate feelings guess what they're gonna fart in bed too yes yes your feelings are going to fade that fade out so yes oh okay yeah well let i feel like that was like kind of a tangent but an important <laughs> one I know. so let me let me pull us back but i yes. oh i want to talk about i just want to give a few things to the mini vacation that alexa talked about because luke and i yeah. went on a baby moon when i was pregnant with forrest and this was right after roland had decided to wean well we collectively decided i suppose um i had never spent like a night without him prior to him weaning. And that, honestly, that's the biggest thing. If I, my kids weren't like exclusively breastfed, I'd be like sayonara, okay? But yeah. because they're attached to me and let's be honest, I'm attached to them too. It's yeah. until my kids aren't breastfeeding, <laughs> we don't really do that. But exactly. when we got to do that, um, it was a game changer. It was a game changer. We literally said like no electro... So Luke and I watch TV at night a lot together before bed. Or sometimes we read books, but we had gotten into the habit of like watching a lot of shows and just like, I don't think, okay, this is a personal problem. This is a me thing, not anybody else thing. But when I'm watching a movie with someone, I don't count that as quality time. Just for my personality, for connection reasons, I'm a big, big communicator. I get filled up by someone by talking to them. So watching a movie, I can watch a movie by myself. I don't need to watch a movie with you. That doesn't make me feel like I'm spending time with you. Versus Luke spending a move watching a movie with him does make him feel like we're spending time together, but because we differ on that, when we went on our trip, we said hey, or he said, which is good because I am I'm not so good with the planning, but he said hey, we're not gonna do screens, we're gonna do books, and then we're gonna talk and like go to coffee shops and eat good food and like that's what we like to do on trips is like go to bookstores, eat food, hang out, and um. It's refreshing. I like people are scared to leave their kids and I get it. I don't like leaving my kids. I never like it. But I did the same thing where I didn't check in. I waited till they checked in with me. I figured if he was dying, they would update me and they always sent me like a picture every night or something or told me a story about his day. Yeah. We were gone for like maybe 2-3 nights. And um it's magical. You leave feeling refreshed and reconnected with your spouse like how you did when you first were dating. And I yeah. just think you need to do it. Everybody needs to do it. And anybody who's like, I can't, I can't leave my babies. I'm like, your babies are going to leave you one day. Okay. And then you're going to wake up <laughs> next to your spouse who you don't even know anymore or like, because you've never invested time in them. So if you take a trip once a year, even two nights a year, just go on a little vacation with your spouse, hopefully it will save your marriage. And I know that's like a broad thing to say, like a very, like a big statement to make, but zero time versus two nights a year makes quite a difference in my opinion. So that's all I wanted to say about it. But if you haven't done it, if you're scared to do it, stop being scared, do it, 
you'll be better for it. Your spouse will be better for it. And you guys will love each other. So it'll be so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and can I, can I add just like what you guys were talking about was like Luke feels a way, like he feels connected in a different way than you feel connected. And that was something that I also had to reflect on before this vacation was that I was going to compromise because I'm like a go, go, go person. Like I like putting everything on my itinerary, making sure that we go walk on the beach and everything that my husband hates. to do. <laughs> so I really like compromised on this vacation and thought, okay, well, what does he want to do? You know? And so if both of you are kind of thinking about the other person, then your vacation is going to be successful because we have actually gone on a vacation that wasn't successful and it was because I wanted to do my vacation and he wanted to do his vacation and we were not like meeting in the middle. Okay. Well, how can we both? Yeah. How can we both, you know, treat each other? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's that's definitely a good point to break up, break up, to bring up just the fact that, if you go into it being like, what can I do to serve my partner through this vacation so that we'll have a really good vacation with one another and we'll connect and continue to reconnect, that's really, really smart. So, and also going to restaurants with no kids, um, the best thing ever. So go to restaurants yeah. <laughs> without your kids. Eat in a restaurant for two hours and you won't have to leave. You won't have to nurse anyone. You won't have to have a spouse outside with the kids. It'll be the best day ever. So do that. For sure. Or going up, my thing going out to a restaurant is like with the kids is that everyone needs to go to the bathroom at <laughs> So we're not there yet, but I'm like literally like getting up like five times for in the meal. Like why? why? So I'm <laughs> why can't everyone go at the same time? <laughs> the reason that is so funny to me is because so I'm not there quite yet with my kids, but. I'm the oldest of five girls, and I remember going to restaurants with my parents. I'm way older than my siblings, okay? So every time, one of them would have to poop. Every time. Oh, no. And I'm like, yes. What's, can't you poop at home? Why do you have to poop at yes. restaurants all the time? And I hated it because I'd miss half the meal in the bathroom with a toddler taking 30 minutes to go on the freaking toilet. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so I'm just laughing because... I'm not there yet. I've kind yeah. of been there in the past, and I'm just like, we're never going to restaurants. I'm not even taking these people to restaurants yeah. because yeah. they're pooping at home. I'm serious. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I have literally told Angela because she is like, yeah, she's just notorious for like whenever we're somewhere, she has to poop. And I and so I have started telling her, I'm like, nope, you're going to hold it. <laughs> and she has... <laughs> She'll look at me for a second, and she'll let me know if she can't. But sometimes me telling her that, she can. And so we'll get home, and then she'll go to the bathroom. And so I, but at first, I didn't want to tell her that because I'm like, no, that's me, and if I tell her that. But um, it actually works because she, you know, she's just kind of wants – sometimes she'll sit there, and she won't actually have to. Yeah. 
she just feels something. I don't she know. Gets she gets to IBS in and public. Sit there for 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'll just sit there for 15 minutes, not do anything. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> no, it's so true. So, and I, because I was so much older than my siblings, my parents were like, we want to eat a hot meal. So you go sit in the toilet with this kid for half yeah. an hour. <laughs> this is what And you I'm get. just like, oh my gosh. And I don't want to call any of my, I, I'm not going to call the specific one out, but generally it was one yeah. specific sister was notorious for it. And oh no. <laughs> I want to make fun of her, but I won't. I think that'd be mean. So anyways, yeah. whew, okay. I think that was good stuff. So next yeah. on the list, we kind of just talked about this actually, dinner out. Um, yeah. The reason I wanted to touch on this specifically was because I, I like doing home dates. I liked for a while doing home dates. And Luke and I still kind of do them sometimes, but then it's like, we have to wait till Roland goes to sleep and then Forrest wants to go to sleep after that and then Forrest can't go to sleep without me like nursing him to sleep in bed and then it's hard for me to get out of bed without waking him up and then it's like I'm stuck in bed. <laughs> so it yeah. stopped working for us where it made sense without me being too sleepy or it was too much effort. So dinner out is very important, at least to Luke. Like his birthday is next week and I asked him what he wanted to do for his birthday and he said he wants to go on a date. That means he wants to go on a date where like I get a babysitter and we can just like talk interrupted, uninterrupted. <laughs> we can talk interrupted <laughs> the whole time. Oh. Yeah. Be so because he really values time without the kids with me because... I'm a mom when my kids are crying or talking to me I tend to them I don't know how to like ignore them yeah. as much as I wish I could I'm like oh my kids crying oh my kids ask me a question oh my kid wants a snack you know what I mean and I do that stuff yeah. so I'm sometimes like that's annoying it's expensive it's a lot of effort to get a babysitter then you have to talk to the babysitter and they want to know about your day and blah 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 it's a whole big thing right and it's annoying to me but I know he really values that time without the kids. And then once we are there at a restaurant, it doesn't have to be a restaurant, but generally we do do food out because we're really big food people. So we go, we get a bunch of cheese plates and things like that, tasty hors d'oeuvres, meals and share them and just like enjoy time to be like, not talking about the kids. We usually specify that we're not talking about the kids because otherwise we will. And then we just like, talk about whatever, you know, what's going on in our lives. Otherwise, like me with my businesses, him with his job, like our hopes, our dreams are, I like him to tell me stories about our past. I know that kind of sounds weird, but I have a terrible memory and I'll be like, tell me a story about when we first were dating. And then he'll remind me of just Aww. a little snippet of something. And then it's nice and it makes me feel mushy. That's sweet. Yeah. So um that's why well and it's nice oh, to hear it's nice to hear what they remember yes and yeah. and because i like i literally remember nothing barely at all and then he'll remind me of a little something and it's uh it's cool he's like my journal <laughs> yeah. so that's why dinners out are really important to us even though they happen like psh, once every couple of months if we're lucky he would like it to be every two weeks i am just that's yeah. so much effort and money to do but Maybe someday. Well, I think, too, like, for us, it's easy. I don't know if easy is the right word, but it's easier for us to, like, drop the conversation, tend to our kids, <clears throat> and come back to the conversation. 
it really frustrates my husband when we're having a good conversation and I have to drop everything or he has to drop everything to like attend and like wipe someone's butt. Like it really frustrates him. And I've noticed, you know, like me taking the priority of being like, okay, it is important to have that alone time so that we're not being interrupted because he wants attention too. And even if your husband's not going to say it, because most husbands won't say it, they want attention too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're just like giant. I mean, not to be disrespectful. Sometimes they're giant babies in the sense that they had a mom that paid attention to them. And then when they got married, you know, because their mom would call them and they talk to their mom and they're, they have a close bond with their mother. I mean, well, a, a lot of men do. <laughs> and then they get married and they're leaving and cleaving to their wife and if you want him to be centered on you instead of his mother, then you need to give him as much as attention as his mother gave him. I don't know if that makes any no, sense. No, no, it does. It definitely does. And and I don't I don't think you're disrespectful in saying that. I think you're being realistic because I'm the same way. I'm a big baby because I had multiple parents. I'm a big like I need attention kind of person. And Luke always, this sounds patronizing, but Luke does this thing where like, if let's say he's been working for a while and then I'll like pop in and I'll start like messing with him or whatever, because that's my way of like reconnecting with him. He's like, have I been going too long without giving you attention? Yeah. (laughs) And I know, like I said, I know that sounds patronizing, but it's not. It's like a little joke between us where where I'll be like, maybe. And then, uh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we'll hang yeah. out and so it's the same thing it's the same thing our spouses want to feel important to us they want to feel like our number one just like we want to feel like they're number one and so yeah your and your spouse wants to know that you love them more than your child okay they want to know that yeah. because I there's yeah. like a little joke that my my dad and my mom had when they were still married when I was really little where my dad would be like, who do you love more? And my mom would be like, Rachel. <laughs> and my dad would be like, you love her more than me. And she's like, yes, I will literally always love her more than I could love you. Like, I can't, I, oh, like, I can't help it. And she thought that was, like, funny, and he hated it, right? Yeah. And yeah. now, even if that may be true, in the heart of a mother, you never say that in a million years. You never, yeah. You never admit to that. Even if you're like, yes, I would let you die before I would let my child die. (laughs) You wouldn't say that. And it's not lying. It's being kind. So you know what I mean? Um, I think it's just really important. Dude, think of your men as someone who needs to be nurtured by you, just like you want to be nurtured by them. So I think that's a a good point. I don't think that's disrespectful. I think it's realistic. So yeah. 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 Well, and I'm also the middle child where like, I I don't know if a lot of people can relate to this, but, like, I'm the peacekeeper and I'm also the one that got the least amount of attention. So when when I think of attention, I don't, I don't think that I need – I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like I got a lot and so I don't – that's, like, not my instinction to, like, need attention and give attention – that makes sense as a middle child because Luke's also a middle child and Luke never asks for attention. And me, I'm like yeah. literally climbing on him like a monkey and he's like, excuse me, I'm trying to write a paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so even if you're – and, and my husband, sometimes he won't talk about his feelings 
you know? And so I just need to make sure that I'm being attentive. So generally speaking, like at least for me, like men don't just like talk about their feelings. You have to forcibly pull it out of them. I just literally ask direct questions and hut. This is hard because guys don't think how we do. So tread lightly here. Don't, don't take this as advice, anybody, but I'll just say to Luke sometimes like, how are you doing? Do you feel like you have needs that aren't being met as well as you would like? Is there things I could be doing better to make you feel loved and cared for? Like very specific questions like that. And then he'll, you'll see him like thinking because guys don't just like sit and think about their feelings in their free time. Okay. So they have, you have to give them like time to think about it and process. And then I'll just be like, think about it. Let me know. Because on the spot, he's going to be like, no, because I Like I was thinking about what I had for lunch yesterday. You know what I mean? Right. But I do think it's important. Like if you, like if you want to make sure that you are doing those, you know, the easiest way to find out, ask, just ask. (laughs) So just be like, what could I be doing to make you feel more loved or cared for? Or could I like, is there anything I could be doing better in this way or this way? And give them time to think about it. And usually they'll let you know. And he, and then he reciprocates with the same thing. So that's a nice way to kind of be like yes. a little check-in and like a very direct question gives you gets you a very direct answer. So I feel like that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. And you hit the whole like reciprocation thing. It's like ask even if you don't care. Like <laughs> I know that that's really harsh, but I'm just saying like sometimes at the end of a long day, I don't really care. You know, like my brain is just done. Yeah, and I don't ask that every day. That would be weird. (laughs) Well, no, not every day, but even just asking like, hey, how is work? Yeah. Sometimes I don't really care because my day was really, really Yes. (laughs) Yeah, most of the time I don't care about that, but I understand. So I understand. Yeah, but like taking that effort to be like, oh, how was your day? Well, guess what? If you take that effort, he'll probably come back and ask the same question. Yeah. So if you, you know just reciprocation if you're expecting something maybe doing it first yep so agreed um something that we recently have started doing is watching married at first sight and it's it's literally for kicks and giggles like this is not something that we are like super invested in or that you know we have to stay silent to watch all this like it's super dramatic And we love talking through it. And it's actually helped us a lot to be like, do we do that to each other? And um, it's been really therapeutic, actually. We're watching Gilmore Girls right now. (laughs) Because because it's like a light show and we can like chat through it and stuff. Well, it's not necessarily light, but we can watch it and then we can be like, oh my gosh, do you believe that? They're so dumb. So um, we have been doing a like, uh, basically like a check-in before he even gets home. So he'll call me on his drive home from work because once he gets home, he's the kids are going to want him. You know what I mean? Roland's going to want to play with him and then Roland's going to tell me what he always tells me when Luke gets home. No talking. Stop talking. So when I'm talking to Luke, he wants me to stop talking because he wants daddy to give him his full attention. And so having that yeah. like quick catch in, like how was your day? What was, what'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. Here's some things I thought of today that I wanted to talk to you about, that kind of thing. Before he steps foot in the door, gives us that time together before he steps foot in the door. And then he has to share, like, his attention between me and the kids. So, I know that won't work for everybody because some people like to have, like, that decompression time on their drive home from work or whatever. But um, I think it's really nice. It's been working really well for us. So 
I love that. Yeah. Well, and while you were talking, there was one thing that came up in my brain. Sometimes connecting comes harder for couples or like the longer you're in a relationship or whatever. And finding like a hobby, and I know you know about this, um, but finding a hobby that you guys like to do together. When we lived in Vegas, hiking was something that we liked doing together. So, like, we would go on a hike instead of, like, sit down at a restaurant, you know. And so that that was really fun for us and connecting for us. And we were able to talk while we were walking. And that, you know, was something you – know, I don't know. So, so just kind of like a little suggestion on if you're still – if you're still kind of reaching for, okay, well, what can we do? Because sitting in front of him at the dinner table – Is weird. Um, like, hour, intimidating. Is weird. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I or he thinks it's boring. I think sometimes it's hard to get guys like you like we were talking about. It's hard to get guys to connect. Yeah. And so sometimes you do have to get creative. Yes. A guy like a lot of guys don't want to leave their video games to go sit at a restaurant with you. And if that okay, really fast on that. If that's the case, throw their Xbox out the window and then beat them up because that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't do that. But I'm just I know. I know. But, I know, I and, know. You know, and my husband, my husband doesn't play video games, but I'm just saying that, like, for him, it's different things. I, but, I know, I know. You were um, trying to give an to example mind. so that it would be relatable to other types of people because neither of our husbands play video games, and that's great. Some so, some husbands do, and that's really important to them, though. And Luke's video games is building stuff. Exactly. So, and Lael's video games is hunting and fishing and stuff. Right. Yes. Um. Every guy has their thing, but um. So, for example, Luke and I, I, I'm a type 7. I'm a big, like, I like to do stuff thing person. I'm a do stuff thing. Wow. Do stuff person. So, some small, small examples. And this is very specific to us because we are weird. So, we love, we love rock climbing. We rock climbed a ton before we had kids and a little bit after. It's harder now with two kids because, like, what am I supposed to do with four? Is time to a tree? I don't know. But (laughs) I could bring a pack and play, but then I'd have to carry it all the way out into the woods. That would be hard. We try to do, we do Sabbath every weekend together so that we don't have phones, but we also try to do like a a connection thing every window, every window. Wow. Every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whether that be like a walk after dinner where your body's busy and your face isn't staring at one another. And that makes it a lot easier for a lot of people to connect is if your hands are busy or if your face isn't staring deep into their soul. Because I get really, I get very uncomfortable having serious conversations and staring into Luke's eyes. I know that's very weird because I'm a big talker, but like if I'm ever embarrassed by a topic or I'm like nervous to broach a subject, I like to like not be facing him. I know that sounds so weird. Yeah, yeah. So like talking on a walk is like a really good thing to do because then you're not face to face. You're like side to side, and you can just be like holding hands. Or like we go on bike rides as a family, or we do lots of weird stuff. But I definitely just think like I don't necessarily have like a good hobby. Hold on. Sorry. Here, here. Have the milk. Have the milk. Have the milk. I don't have a good hobby suggestion for everybody because people are going to be really different than one another. But I, I would just recommend doing something that makes you guys not have to be face to face. And that sounds so weird. But something where it's like, if you feel the same as me, where it sometimes makes you uncomfortable to talk about hard stuff whilst staring in the eyes of your partner, 
try to do something where you won't have to. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, well, yeah, it's just getting away from him saying, well, that sounds boring. I don't want to just go out to eat. You know, if, if you're kind of there in your relationship where hanging out with each other and talking is boring. Yeah, go bowling. Like, do. Give, give him something to do. Yes, exactly. Whatever, like, whatever it may be. Go for a bike ride. Go bowling. Go to a... Uh, Go to a shooting range. Leo likes going to shooting ranges. But can you talk at a shooting range? I don't it's necessarily loud. like doing that. Right? Isn't it too loud? You can't really talk like while you're doing the activity, but you can like that could be the activity and then you go out to dinner afterwards after he's had his fun. Yeah, and talk on the way there and on the way back, right? So Yeah, talk on the way there, on the way back <clears throat> at dinner. It makes him feel good that I'm interested. And what he's interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So find something to do that creates opportunity for connection, even if it's just on the way there and on the way back. And just take small steps and remember every time to invest in your spouse is investing into like your family's happiness, like your happiness and and just like the future of your family and relationship. And it's, it's very important. So... Do it, make time for it, make it a priority. Yeah. So that is all for today, and we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Hey, are you guys still there? Don't click out just yet. Alexa and I wanted to share a little bit about a company that we work with and that we love so much. We wanted to share because we know that once you try these products, you're going to fall in love too. We use their products in our homes as replacements for everything from traditional toxic cleaning products to personal care items. We are talking about Young Living. And if you follow us on our personal Instagram pages, you've heard us rave all about Young Living products before, but we can't stop, won't stop. Young Living's motto is seed to seal. We know and trust where our products are sourced, what science goes into producing them, and what standards the final products are held to. They're the only oily company with this promise and with a major focus on sustainably producing quality products. We love knowing that all of our cleaning products, supplements, and scents in our home are safe, not only for us, but especially for our kids. If you ever have any questions regarding Young Living products, please reach out to us. This stuff is our jam. If you were wondering how to buy products, make sure you follow the link in our Instagram profile or email us directly. We would love for you to be part of our team and we look forward to sharing all the knowledge we have gained over the many, many years of being part of the Young Living fam. Shameless plug over. Now head on over to the link in our Instagram profile to learn more about Young Living and to see what we're talking about. Let's ditch and switch those harmful products in our home and get you started on your non-toxic journey ASAP. Boom. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.